This NFL Week 15 Saturday betting picks edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all your favorite SGPN podcasts, contest and picks just type in sgpn in your app store today to download america's number one dgen app i'm just about that action boss you have to be kidding me that is impossible Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is a Thursday evening, late evening, currently 10.07 on the East Coast, here to get into the first of the Saturday games for this NFL season, a triple header happening on Saturday. And joining me here to help me break down all the picks for this triple header on Saturday, you guys know him as the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast. The WNBA, NBA, MLB, and of course here on the NFL Gambling Podcast, it's Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on, my man? Man, nothing much. Looking forward to going through these games. Still kind of getting accustomed to the Saturday games, but since bowl, of course, bowl season starting, but since college football regular season ended, now the NFL is branching out to dominate football coverage on Saturday as well. So hopefully the games are fun. Looking forward to them. I uh, hope it's a lot more fun than the one that's happening on Thursday night right now. 42 nothing. Uh, it's a score between the Raiders and the Chargers. So hopefully um, at least these three games are going to be a little more competitive than what we've seen on Thursday night football. But um, Scott, these three games, I think they definitely have a lot of playoff implications here um, that are going to be happening on Saturday. First, we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals, the Steelers and the Colts, and then the Broncos and the Lions. So I want to say all of these teams are in playoff contention. I know the uh, Bengals lost Joe Burrow, but Jake Browning has fit in very, very nicely thus far, filling in for Joe Burrow. So we'll see how it plays out here. But um, any general thoughts about these teams before we actually dive into the games? Yeah, I actually have been very impressed by Cincinnati, their ability to stay afloat despite the injury, of course, to their star quarterback, Joe Burrow. But Browning's been solid, and we have seen both teams try to adjust to life without their respective starting quarterbacks. And let's just say one backup's been a lot more reliable than the other. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, I think that I was in the camp of that. I thought Jake Browning was just not going to be very good uh, for this um, Cincinnati Bengals team, but he's definitely proven me wrong. He's feeling very, very nicely. Coming off a great game last week and the previous week as well. So the Bengals, despite not having Joe Burrow for the rest of the season, are definitely in playoff contention. Um, we'll talk about the quarterback change for the Minnesota Vikings as well. And then, of course, the other two games on the schedule between the Steelers and the Colts and then the late night game between the Broncos and the Lions. So, Scott, let's just dive right into it, man. The first game that's going to be kicking off at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to be the Minnesota Vikings. They are traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals currently sitting as a three and a half point favorite at home. The total of 40 and a half money line minus 175 in favor of the Bengals and plus 145 for the Minnesota Vikings. 
Start here with the injury report for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Brian O'Neill, offensive tackle, will not play against the Bengals. He is dealing with the ankle injury. Um, Alexander Madsen is also out for the Minnesota Vikings. He's dealing with an ankle issue as well. And Justin Jefferson, who did make his return last week against the Raiders, uh, it was a very short return. He is dealing with a chest injury and is officially listed as questionable for this game against the uh, Bengals on Saturday. For the home team, the Cincinnati Bengals, looking at their injury report, um, pretty clean injury report. Obviously, we already know about Joe Burrow, so it'll be another start for Jake Browning, but they do look healthy, do the Cincinnati Bengals. Scott, let's start with the side here. Bengals minus three and a half uh, in favor at, at home uh, over the Minnesota Vikings. What are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati, simply put. We talked about it before, but I do think Browning has looked very solid. With all the injuries to quarterbacks around the league, you can argue Browning now is at least top 15 because so many quarterbacks are injured based on where the starters were, or at least projected to be at this point in Week 15. But you're looking at the Vikings, and they made a quarterback switch mid-game against the Raiders, and Nick Mullins was better because they scored a field goal. That's all they needed. They won the game 3 nothing. So I know a win's a win, but damn, man, that was a pretty rough game. Uh, I do think Cincinnati, though, scoring 34 points in back-to-back games against two playoff teams in the standings at that point in time. I'm not sure the Colts get in by season's end, but they were a playoff team, and you saw them score 34 against Jacksonville. I just think that looking at how the Bengals have played recently, I have more faith in them offensively than Minnesota by a wide margin. That's good enough for me, so I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bengals here. I think Browning does enough. I've seen Mullins start a couple years ago with the Niners. He was also with the Eagles preseason a couple years ago, and I was never overly impressed. Once again, he was decent last week in very limited action, but I can't tell if he was actually good or Dobbs was so bad that he looked good by comparison. But either way, I'm going to go with the Bengals here at home. I just like what I've seen more from this offense. Yeah, I agree with you 100% here. Um, this is a big game for the Bengals if they do want to make the playoffs. Right now, sitting at 7-6 and six, uh, in the 10th spot. But again, if they do win, they'll get to 8-6. and six, uh, Leapfrog um, in a huge game between the Colts and the Steelers, who are currently sitting as a 6-7 and seven spot right now in that wild card position here. So... Yeah, I agree with you. Again, I'm not 100% confident in Nick Mullins here. I do like what I've seen from Jake Browning. Um, they've gotten Joe Mixon involved. Jamar Chase has been good as well. Um, and Zach Taylor has been more than competent uh, thus far this season as far as head coaching. I know there's been a lot of slack about him over the past years, but um, he's put together a nice game plan thus far for Jake Browning. So I do like the um, uh, the Bengals here, minus three and a half. Um, looking at the total in this game, currently sitting at 40 and a half here. Scott, what are you thinking about that? It's pretty tricky because I trust Cincinnati's offense, but I really don't trust Minnesota's. I think I'm going to lean to the under in this game. I had some question marks about the Colts defense and the Jaguars defense in particular with the passing attack because they can't stop the pass at all. Minnesota's defense is very good, at least from what we've seen the last couple of weeks. The reason Mm -hmm. why they lost to the Bears was because Dobbs was atrocious on Monday Night Football. But we saw the Vikings defense look very sharp for the last couple of weeks in particular. They might be able to keep the Bengals in check. Chase is also banged up, so I wonder how healthy he's going to be. Jefferson's banged up. We'll see how healthy he's going to be. But Mullins, I don't think, is very good. And I do think Browning's been sharp, but the Colts and the Jaguars' defense aren't exactly top half units, in my opinion. So I do think that they're going to look worse against a better defense. I'm going to take the under in the spot. Yeah, this feels like a 2014 type of game here, lower scoring, uh, where it just does get under the total. Uh, did forget to mention that Minnesota is the only undefeated team left against the spread uh, at, on the road this season, 5-0-2 against the spread 
depending on where you've got those numbers on the pushes right now, but that is what I'm currently seeing. Um, but again, now down to your, your, I guess you can say third string quarterback for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I think definitely on a short week, traveling on the road, definitely a tough spot. Yeah, I'm with you on the under. Like you mentioned, Minnesota's defense has been really good this season. Uh, Cincinnati has improved week to week as far as their defense goes as well. So I think we'll see a slow methodical drives here you know, for both of these teams. Again, it's kind of telling that the Vikings were only able to put up three points against the Raiders last week. But the Raiders defense has significantly improved under the Antonio Pierce regime since he took over as the head coach for the Raiders here. So I'm thinking like a 2014 final where this just does get under the total here. Um, on the season, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals have a record of, let me see, where are the Bengals here? Seven and six to the over in Minnesota uh, is at, uh, they're 10 and three to the under this season. And on in their road games this season, the Minnesota Vikings are five and two to the under. Um, so a couple of trends there as far as the total goes for both of these teams. Uh, any player props you can add in this game here, Scott? I feel like I have to assume Cincinnati's going to keep trying to air it out. I'm not sure how successful they're going to be, but I do think mm-hmm. you're looking at a spot where Browning has earned the trust of the coaching staff. The ground game has not exactly been great by any means, so I do expect to see them continue to rely on the passing attack. I like the over for passing yards on Browning. I think he's in yeah. line for a good game. I do think Mullins is going to, I can't even say that they're going to coddle him because they can't run the ball. So they're kind of right. in no man's land with uh, the quarterback situation. I think he's going to throw a pick. I don't know what the odds are going to be on that price, but I do think that Mullins is going to struggle, in my opinion. So do I really have a great lean for Minnesota props? Not really, because the offense might just look really bad to begin with. But I think Browning's in line for a good game. Yeah, I see minus 195 right now for yeah. uh, Nick Mullins to throw interception. So that just kind of tells you what the books are thinking about Nick Mullins this week. Um yeah, I attacked uh, Jake Browning here as well. I was either looking at his past completions to go over 22 and a half or his past attempts to go over. Uh, I'm good with it either way. I think the completions are where I'm more leaning here. And like you mentioned, that the offense and the coaches have trusted Jake Browning more and more as he's gotten more reps for the Cincinnati Bengals. And Joe Mixon had a decent week last week. I remember I did have the over on Mixon rushing yards last week. But again, that was against a porous Indianapolis Colts uh, rush defense. But uh, I think that we'll probably see Jake Browning be able to air it out as well in this game. Um, and like you mentioned, Minnesota's defense, I think at least the front seven has been really good this season. So expect Jake Browning to uh, air it out in this game. I do like the completions over 22 and a half. Uh, for the Viking side, I'll mention TJ Hawkinson in this game. I do remember when Nick Mullins was with the San Francisco 49ers for the brief amount of time he was. He, he really targeted tight ends. If you go back and look at what you know he did with George Kittle, I think that he had a lot of success with him. So I think TJ Hawkinson is in line for a great game here. I think the targets last week uh, before Josh Dobbs left the game, uh, he had eight targets, five receptions, 53 yards. That number right now for TJ Hawkinson's at 47 and a half. He's gone over this projection in five straight games at minimum uh, for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And over the last five games, he's averaging 72.2 receiving yards per game. And I know they're down to their third string quarterback here, but um, the Cincinnati Bengals have not been very good against the uh, tight end position. I believe since week 10, uh, they are allowing the second most receiving yards uh, to the tight end position. Let me uh, just double check that here. Um, Let's see. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, sorry, the Cincinnati Bengals, yeah, are lining, I'm sorry, the most 
receiving yards uh, to the tight end position. So um, do expect him to have a big game here, Scott. Yeah, I agree with you on that. All right. Anything else for this game? No, not really. All right. Before we get over to the next game on the schedule here, let me tell everyone about price picks. Look, price picks has become one of the go-to uh daily fantasy sports platforms and it's a lot of fun to play on um price picks they have great features not only on the website but also on their app of course and one of the best things i love about their app is that you can now uh play and pick combo projections with two different uh sports so for example you know with the basketball seasons here the nba and college basketball you can pick combo projections across both of those leagues so for example if you go to the special league tab, a league that's been created specifically for combo projection that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So if you want to take an NBA player, let's just say, for example, LeBron James, and you want to take TJ Hawkinson uh, for him to go higher at a combo of 10 and a half of three pointers made and reception for those two players, you can do that over on price picks. Price picks, uh, you can also play alongside some of your favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz, and you can find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the price pick community every single week. Price picks even also offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits a game in the first half and doesn't return in the second half, well, that player is rebooted. Price picks is the only daily, fa- daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance injury policy. Prospects is really simple to use. You can make your picks in less than 60 seconds and submit your entry. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types, and what makes PriceFix the number one daily fantasy sports app. PriceFix now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account for this football season. So all you got to do is make sure you go to PriceFix.com, use promo code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's PriceFix.com using promo code SGPN. Stay tuned till the end of the episode. Scott and I will put together our prize picks entry for the Saturday schedule in the NFL for week 15. Again, prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Scott, let's get over to the next game on the schedule here for the Saturday games. Here will be a, I believe, a 3.30, sorry, 4.30 Eastern kickoff time between the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are headed to Indy to take on the Colts in this game. Uh, Right now, the Colts are a slight favorite at home of one and a half points in this game with a total of 42 and a half minus 130 on the money line plus 110 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Looking at the injury report, let's start here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It will be Mitchell Trubisky getting the start here at the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is pretty much it. So uh, relatively healthy here, upset for the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For the Indianapolis Colts, uh, I am seeing Jonathan Taylor, of course, is going to be out for this game. He's seeing with a thumb injury. Uh, and Brandon Smith, offensive tackle, is also out for this game for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Steelers starting to look like they're real uh, reeling here a little bit. Obviously, another team that's dealing with a quarterback change going from Kenny Pickett to Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, Not great play out of the quarterback position uh, this season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they have lost three out of their last four games, and it's concerning when they've had back-to-back losses against the Arizona Cardinals team that only at that time had two wins, 
I know they did get Kyler Murray back in that game, but you were a, I think a over a, a slightly, I think a touchdown favorite in that game, close to a touchdown. And then you lost on Thursday night football to Bailey Zappi and the two win New England Patriots in that game. So a bit of a concern here for the Steelers. For the Colts, it is going to be the Gardner Minshew show. Uh, he's been doing real well filling in for this Colts team. Colts have already gone over their regular season win total, which was at six and a half. They already have seven wins this season. Uh, and they're also coming off a loss against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals last week where they did lose that game 34 to 14. But now this is a huge game for both teams here, Scott, especially for playoff implications. Let's start with the spread here. Colts minus one and a half uh, over the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are your thoughts on this game? I'm going to lean to Pittsburgh. I don't feel great about it, but it does seem like a classic Tomlin spot where the team struggled against losing record teams, then suddenly has a matchup against a decent team, and they show up and play well. We've kind of seen it throughout Tomlin's career. I'm going to acknowledge that the Steelers team, talent-wise, is not very good, and a lot of this game might come down to if Watt and Ashor Highsmith are actually healthy. But I do think I'm going to lean to Pittsburgh. Maybe I've just been a little bit biased against the Colts for the last couple of weeks, but... I feel like they're winning games through smoke and mirrors. I don't think that this is a very talented team. And don't get me wrong, winning is winning. I get it. But I just have not been overly impressed by this overall team throughout the entire season. I do think that Pittsburgh is going to kind of show up like a desperate team like they need to. And I do think Tomlin's team will get up for this game. I'm going to lean Pittsburgh. Once again, I'm encouraging or I'd say leaning on Trubisky to carry me to the finish line. So I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to bet on my. I'm not going to bet with my own money on this. But I am going to lead to Pittsburgh. I think it's a pretty good buy low spot with this team. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I think it'll be really telling. I mean, it's not that the Steelers or the Colts have been bad this season, right? I mean, like I mentioned, they've already gone over their win total, which I think everybody was expecting for this team to be in the bottom of the AFC South this season. But we got to give a lot of uh, credit to Shane Steichen what he's been able to do with this Colts team, especially when they thought. That Anthony Richardson was going to be the starting quarterback for this team, but Gardner Minshew, probably one of the best backup quarterbacks, yeah. at least top two, top three, four, sure. There's no doubt about that. He's done a great job for this uh, Colts team. Um, on the road this season, Steelers are three and two straight up, three and two against the spread. And like you mentioned in the Tom, uh, the uh, Mike Tomlin era as dogs, they have been really good. I know they're a very slight dog here, but I think that. I think that we'll see a huge game from both Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in this game. We'll talk about player props here in a minute. But when you're in a situation here where I think that this is obviously a big game for both the Colts and the Steelers, I'm going to rely on the experience of the head coach here and a team that I think will win this game outright in the Steelers here. So, I'll take the Steelers here as well, plus one and a half. I think this also is a great teaser leg. If you want to tease the Steelers up to plus seven and a half uh, through the touchdown, I think that's a great spot for them here as well. So um, a couple of ways that you can attack the Steelers here. Total is sitting at 42 and a half in this game here. Scott, what are your thoughts on that? I think I'm going to lean to the over because the Colts have been the best over team in the entire league. I'm mm -hmm. not sure how New England, uh, not New England, I'm not sure how the Colts are going to score, but I think they're just going to find a way to do it. Uh, I do think that the Steelers, though, I think this offense can generate enough through the ground game as you're about to talk about the player props to score some points. But the yeah. Colts have been an over team all season long. That's good enough for me. I'll lean to the over. Yeah, it's a battle between some trends here. So Colts, like you mentioned, uh, at least at home this season, 
five and one to the over where they're averaging close to 55 points per game. But Steelers on the road this season, they're five and oh to the under. So uh we'll see which uh way this which way the trend uh follows here, but I'll lean to the I'm gonna lean to the under in this game. I think that it could sneak under this 42 and a half. Um I don't I'm not gonna have money on it just because the, again, I'm not sure what I can expect from the Steelers offense that we saw that first game without Matt Canada. They put up what 400 plus yards, but it only translated to 16 points in that game. And I'm trusting Mitchell Trubisky to put up points here. So I'm not sure it's going to be through the air, which makes me think that it'll be through the ground game. And anytime we're talking about running the football, uh, that usually means that uh, the, the clock is ticking in this, uh, in this game here. So I'll lean with the under here. Won't have money on the total, but again, I think both Scott and I, or Scott and I both do like the, um, the Steelers side here in this game. Player props in this game here, uh, Scott. Um, I'll mention this that the Colts since week 10 are allowing the third most rushing yards on the ground, 133 and a half yards per game. And teams are running it against them as well. Teams are attempting the second most rush attempts over the last, sorry, since week 10. The only other team that has been worse than that, uh, as far as attempts goes, has been the New Orleans Saints, where teams are running it 30 times against the Saints, and they're also giving up 140 yards on the ground. But the Colts. Second on that list where they're close to 29 rush attempts per game. So I think that it'll be, I want to say it's going to be a, a, a Jalen Warren game because I think he's been the more trusted running back because I'm not sure what I'm going to get out of Najee Harris week in the week. Out. I don't know last week it was a rough game for Jalen Warren, but again, that's going to because of Patriots team. That defense has been outstanding over the past month plus, but offensively, that's a team that has been struggling. But Outside of that, even last week with Jalen Warren having seven attempts for only 11 yards, over the last five weeks, Scott, he's averaging 6.6 yards per carry. So his uh, rushing uh, number right now, I think I saw this at 46 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check here. For, yeah, 46 and a half. I do like that. But again, I won't be surprised if this is a game where both Najee Harris and Jalen Warren get over their rushing attempts, or sorry, rushing yards in this game. So also like Jalen Warren through the air. Um, if you take a look at what the Colts have allowed against a running back position, especially through the air, uh, opposing running backs are averaging close to five receptions per game against the uh, Colts for 43 receiving yards. Uh, the Colts have allowed 14 different running backs to go over 17 and a half receiving yards um, throughout the season. In 12 of the 14 games, the posting running backs have gone over uh, 17 and a half. So there's been uh, a couple of games in there that where two running backs have gone over this projection of 17 and a half receiving yards. I like what Jalen Warren has done through the air or, or uh, in the passing game and receiving yards. So I might just play um, Warren rushing and receiving both in this game here, Scott. Any player props you like? Yeah, you mentioned the running backs. I think that if Pittsburgh's going to actually get the job done, they need to dominate on the ground because we saw – Tampa did that a couple weeks ago with uh, White, who had 100-plus yards. It does seem like the Colts constantly get torched on the ground, and I think that's a good mm -hmm. area for the Steelers to thrive, and especially considering the fact that they are using Trubisky at quarterback, which is always a dangerous proposition. They should be trying to get the ground game involved, trying to make life easier for Trubisky. We saw him have some moments last week, but he also threw some really dumb passes, and I do think that the Steelers will try to, worst-case scenario, limit the mistakes he can potentially make by trying to dominate time possession 
and trying to put him in easy third and shorts. So I do think that the running backs are worth a look for Pittsburgh. For the receiving core, I really can't go against Pittman in this matchup for the Colts because he's been really good and consistent for this team. That's basically it for the Colts for me. Uh, I know that the Steelers against the run game have not been great, so maybe you can make a case for Zach Moss. But I do like Pittman in the spot. I think he's just been a very solid player for this team. Yeah, I love Pitt, uh, Pittman here as well. Um, he's had double-digit targets in five of the last six games uh, for the Colts. He's had at least eight receptions in six straight games for the Colts offense here as well. So 100% agree with you about Michael Pittman this game. I do like the uh, – I think that number is probably six and a half juiced or either seven and a half at plus money. Uh, for his receptions, let me double check here. Uh, reception props are out right now. Ooh, ah, here we go. Michael Pittman is at six and a half at minus one fifty. So pretty much, you get that down to seven and a half, maybe plus money or right around even money. So, like I mentioned, six straight games where Michael Pittman has gotten at least eight receptions uh, for the Colts offense. Uh, Scott, anything else for this game? No, not really. Uh, once again, should be an interesting game. Should be competitive, but. I have questions about defensive props like Minshew interception and stuff like that because if Watt is going to be severely compromised, I don't mm -hmm. know how good Pittsburgh's defensive line is going to be because Highsmith's injured too. So I'm kind of going to wait and see the injury report on that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right, Scott, before we continue here with the third game on the schedule, let's uh, go over uh, to our friends over at Hall of Fame Bets. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting uh, research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer battle circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Scott, the last game on the schedule. That is going to be the late night game between the Denver Broncos. They are in the Motor City to take on the Detroit Lions. Lions currently sitting as a four and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 48. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, let me start here with the road team uh, in the uh, Denver Broncos. So for the Denver Broncos in this game, their injury report, uh, give me one second here as I pull it up. So I am seeing, uh, let's see here, Nick uh, Benito is going uh, to be out for this game, linebacker, and uh, they're tied in Greg uh, Dol Dol Dolcich, Dolich yep. is going to be out for this game here as well. He has a hamstring issue, so a little compromise at that tight end position for the Denver uh, Broncos. For the home team here, Scott, the Detroit Lions, um, Hendon Hooker, cornerback, has uh, been ruled out uh, with a knee. And then Josh Reynolds, wide receiver for the Lions, is listed questionable with a back injury. Uh, CJ Garner-Johnson, um, it just says injured reserve. I think they've uh, been activating him, but I'm not sure if he's going to play in this game or not. But uh, let's start with the side here. The Detroit Lions currently sitting as a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Denver Broncos. What are you thinking about this game? 
Yeah, I think for this one, it's tricky because Denver's been very competitive lately and they've kind of turned it around. Detroit's been falling off a cliff, but it does seem like a decent bounce back spot for them at home. It It's really tough for me. I still don't think Denver's offense is that great. It's been better recently, but Detroit's defense has been a mess. So I really don't I don't I don't really know in this game. I think I'm gonna lean to Denver because okay. they've just found ways to be in one possession games all the time. So mm-hmm. I do think that Denver might be able to find a way to keep this game very close. But in reality, it could go either way because Detroit, I think, is definitely built to succeed at home. They've been a very good home team all year long. Denver's not been a good road team for the most part this season. They beat the Chargers, which means nothing because they're down yeah. 42-0 to the Raiders. So that doesn't really mean anything. I, I think I'm going to lean to Denver, though. I just think this defense is good enough to keep them in the game. I'm not saying they're going to win it. Detroit might win it, but Goff's kind of been falling apart lately. The defense is a mess. And I do think that with what this defense has become, it's good enough to hang in there. So I'm going to lean to the Broncos. I don't feel great about it, but the way that I'm looking at it, if I think this game can be a bit of a toss-up, I'll take the points. Yeah, um, I was having a tough time with this game here as well with you. I just feel like Denver has, hasn't played the greatest competition. Look, I know they had the impressive victory over the Chiefs, but hindsight now like how impressive was that victory against the chiefs right because chiefs have been just mildly struggling this season especially offensively they beat the bills i thought that was that is probably their most impressive victory this season going into buffalo and getting the victory there um but then they beat the vikings having quarterback issues the browns quarterback issues they lost to the texans and then they beat the chargers last week like you mentioned which was now it seems like a pretty much a cakewalk for the denver broncos um, I think you mentioned it correctly that I think there's a nice bounce back spot here for the Detroit Lions in this game. And I know last week they lost to the Bears, but it was Jared Goff outdoors. It was Jared Goff in cold temperatures. Now you're back home in a dome where the Denver or sorry, where um weather is not a factor here, obviously, uh, at Ford Field. I just think that this is an opportunity where Dan Campbell gets his guys focused this week. Because if this they lose this game here, Scott, I think uh, obviously that um, the division, the door is open now for the other teams. And let's just say Minnesota gets the victory um, uh, on, on Saturday as well. Those two games, those two teams then are separated by only one game. Let's just say Packers get the victory on Sunday as well. So they might just leave this door open if they lose this game here, but they they are four and two at home. You mentioned that the Broncos have struggled a bit on the road this season, where they are three and three straight up. They're only two, three and one against the spread, four and two towards the under. But I think this is going to be a test where you now you're going up against a team um, that is definitely above, obviously above league average. They're top ten for sure. I think we'll really find out about how bad this Detroit Lions team is. Is that if the Broncos are able to put up points on this team, um, then we're going to start to question a little bit more about how fraudulent this team may just be. But I like the bounce back spot here for the Detroit Lions. Again, a short week for the Denver Broncos traveling. And also, they, they've been traveling a lot as well, right? They went all the way to the West Coast, traveling back home, and now having to travel to kind of the central part of the United States here into Detroit here. So I think there's a tough scheduling spot here for the Denver Broncos as well. So 
I'll take the Lions here minus the four and a half. Scott, total sitting at 48 in this game. Uh, one of the higher totals this week. Any thoughts on the total for this game? I think I have to lean to the under because Denver's involved. And if I am picking Denver to keep it close, it's not because I have faith in the offense. I really don't. I just think that the defense is good enough to keep Goff in check. We've seen Goff have some serious problems the last couple of weeks, and I do think that Denver can get after him. We know that he's not very mobile, and I think he might be forced into making some quick decisions. Is that is a Detroit's defense good? Not at all. Like, I'm aware of that. But I do think that the Denver offense is still – I'm trying to think of the way to describe it because they generate some big plays, but most of their offense is pretty time-control heavy. A mm. lot of their scoring drives take a ton of time off the clock, yeah. and I think Denver being involved in this game, I'm going to lean under. I just think that they're going to have a seven, eight-minute – field goal drive which is going to kill the entire pace i'll go with the under yeah they just don't have that uh big explosive 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 plays uh in their offense right i don't think i mean jerry judy's supposed to be that downfield threat but you get one really... sudden play a game but that's but even that is usually a red zone insane catch yeah but most it, of the plays are like five yards six yards bunch of third downs time keeps flying off the clock yeah exactly so um yeah i'm gonna lean with the under in this game as well but again i think that we'll find out how how bad this defense is for the lions if we do see the uh, denver broncos put up 24 plus points in this game at that point i think that if they do put up excuse me 24 plus points then i think that they definitely cover this number um against the lions here but i'm with you i'll lean with the under in this game here as well getting over to player props in this game here scott what are you looking at for player props in this one, I think I have to go Goff interception because he's been okay. atrocious lately. And mm -hmm. I do think that Denver can get after him. They're opportunistic. And I do think that Goff is going to struggle to maintain, uh, I'd say, a solid amount of composure in the pocket with his lack of mobility. So I actually like Goff interception. I mean, sudden touchdown feels like an autoplay every time that they play because he's the yeah. target every time in the red zone. So I don't mind sudden touchdown there. I like Lutz field goals. Okay. In this game for Denver, Denver, uh, Lutz we know is a good kicker, solid leg, it's in a dome. But I also know Denver's offense has been known to kind of thrive in the two-minute drill right before halftime. They kick a bunch of field goals in the final two minutes of halves. I don't mind Lutz over one and a half field goals in this game. Yeah, Jared Goff to throw interceptions at even money in this game. Um couple of player props I was looking at in this game. Um the Denver Broncos on the season-long stats have struggled against the running back position. Um, they have improved over the past several weeks, I'll say that much. But again, they haven't played running backs that are going to scare you, right? Talk about the Texans. Damian Pierce hasn't really panned out. Devin Singletary has fallen off a cliff. Last week, we, you know, with Austin Eckler struggling and Coach Staley came out saying that, hey, they might see some you know, split carries between him and Josh uh, Josh Kelly. That didn't pan out. Um, but the Denver Broncos still on the season are allowing the most rushing yards on the ground to the opposing running back. So I think this might be a good David Montgomery game. Um, that number was at 66 and a half. He's been doing pretty well for this uh, uh, Lions offense. Uh, just over the past five weeks for David Montgomery, 66 sorry rushing yards last week against the bears uh 56 on 18 attempts against the saints but he had 71 against the packers 76 in the game against the bears again then he had 116 against the uh, uh chargers uh back uh about five weeks ago so i think this might be a good david montgomery game i'm also looking at sam laporta in this game 
to go over his 47 and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, another area where the Denver Broncos do struggle is against the tight end position on the season. They're giving up close to 70 receiving yards to the tight end position, 6.2 receptions, and they are allowing um, 8.2 uh, targets to that tight end position as well. So expect a big Sam Laporta game. He's been obviously heavily involved all throughout the season for the D uh, Detroit Lions offense and just over the past couple weeks. I know last week he didn't have a great game against the Bears, but he did have 140 yards against the New Orleans Saints, nine receptions uh, on nine targets. And then against the Packers, he fell half a, a uh, yard short getting over this projection of 47 and a half. But I think this is an opportunity for him to be really, really involved in the passing game here. So those are the couple I was looking at. You mentioned already Corlin Sunday. I think that's an auto play as well as far as him scoring a touchdown. He does have 10 receiving touchdowns on the season. Does uh, Corlin Sutton for the uh, Denver Broncos. Sky, anything else for this game before we get in some touchdown score prop bets here? Uh, no, not really. All right, uh, let's get into our touchdown scores for this game, or sorry, for any of the three games here. Um, I think we both agree on Cortland Sutton here, and I think last week he was at plus money when I, I think uh, when uh, me and Lante talked about it on the pregame show last week. Um, this week he's still at plus 110. Obviously not the greatest number, but, I mean, he's pretty much an automatic touchdown. So we'll look at uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, anybody else that you like as far as the other couple or the other two games or even this game? Well, I was trying to think if I wanted to go for a potential long shot because we've mentioned a couple players already like Najee Harris, et cetera, but those prices are relatively cheap. So I am kind of looking if there is some type of long shot I do want to consider uh, as an option. Uh, but do you see any lines available for yeah. any of these? Okay. Uh, I'm just pulling them up. I see it on yeah, yeah, okay, DraftKings. Okay, cool. So I'll check right now. Um, all right, I'll give out like a half long shot for each in these games. I don't <laughs> mind Josh Reynolds' touchdown in the Lions game. He has been a target on occasion in the red zone. I think 340 mm -hmm. is a decent price. Uh, for the Steelers game, I mean, Najee's plus 120. I'm not going to bother there. I don't mind. I'm trying to think if I want Fryer Muth or Pickens if I had to choose between one of the two. I'll go with Pickens at 215. Uh, I've seen the Colts struggle a bit containing number one receivers in the red zone. So I think mm -hmm. that might be worth a look. And for the Bengals game, you know what? I'm going to go with Tanner Hudson at plus 550. Yeah, Tanner Hudson's a, 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 a good target. I think he had, I want to say it was last week or the week prior or in the first game that uh, Jake Browning took over as a quarterback. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. It was last week against the Colts. He did have a receiving touchdown. Um, in that game i do like that as well um i gotta go with my guy tj hawkinson two to one um he's uh, he's been good to me this season so i had a plus 200 price i can't argue that um for the colts and the steelers game fire mood plus 275 um i think that was it for that i didn't see a lot of ones that i liked in the pittsburgh steelers and the colts game um, and then the Broncos in the Lions game. I thought I was going to be sneaky with Laporta, but he's had even money at plus 100. Corlin Sun's at plus 110. We already talked about that. Um, Adam Troutman, plus 300. I don't hate that, especially with uh, the tight end being out for the Broncos. I think he'll fit in very nicely. Jameson Williams is a guy that they've been utilizing that, you know, coming out of the backfield, coming to those, to the, those jet sweep passes or those, you know, 
handoffs of uh, we know when he's um, going in motion. I think that might be worth a look here at plus four uh, four twenty five for Jameson uh, Williams in this game against the uh, Broncos. So a couple looks there that I do like um, for those games. Uh, all right, Scott, let's do our lock and dog, and then we can put together our prize picks entry to wrap up this episode here. So, um, and we'll throw in tease as well. So let's do lock dog tease. Maybe we could do like a two team six point teaser, um, uh, for, for the three games on Saturday. You want to lead us off? Uh, sure. Uh, so for the lock on the show, I'm contemplating which, uh, play I do like the most. I think I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Uh, just simply put, I have too many questions about Mullins, and I do think that Browning has shown that he's very capable of being a starting quarterback in this league, at least worst-case scenario in relief. So for me, I'm going to go with the uh, Bengals to get it done at home as my lock. Um, I saw some three still available, so I'll take it at three, but at three and a half, I don't necessarily mind. Uh, but I think they'll win the game by probably seven, if I had to guess. For my dog, I, it's a baby dog, but I think I got to go with Pittsburgh in this okay. spot. It really just fits the Tomlin mold of games that he finds ways to win. And the Colts, I know Minshew's had a good year as a backup, but I know that he has been, or I should say a good year as a starter after he got promoted for being a backup. But he's still turnover prone, and I do think that the Steelers can have a good game plan for him. So I am going to go with the Steelers as my dog. All right. Uh, anyone throw out a tease? Yeah, uh, I thought we were going to do one together. That's why. I okay, all right. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, all right, for my lock... Um... I got to I'm going to go with the Bengals as well here minus a three and a half at even money. Um, again, like I said, I, I like what I've seen from Jake Browning. I think that they're right there, obviously, for a playoff spot if they win this game here. And again, I think a lot of teams just rode these the, a lot of people in the media um, also rode off this Bengals team. When they lost, you know, Joe Burrow for the season and Jake Browning, like I've mentioned, has fit in very nicely. I'm not sure the Vikings will be able to put up enough points uh, with Nick Mullins at the at the at the um, quarterback position. So I think Bengals rule here at home. Give me the minus three and a half for the Bengals for my dog. Um I do like the Steelers as well, but I may just have to go to a player prop here. I really do like um, Jalen Warren out of the backfield, and I'm looking for an alt line for his receiving yards. 25 plus receiving yards at plus 135, 40 plus at plus 350. Um, I think that he'll be, like I mentioned, heavily involved in the passing game. And a lot of running backs, like I talked about when we talked about the player props for this game, that running backs have had a lot of success against the Colts defense through the air. And I think this might be another opportunity for Jalen Warren to have a big game uh, catching the ball from Mitchell Trubisky. Again, if a lot of the reads are not down the field, whether it's Pickens, whether it's uh, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fairmouth, I think that he'll you know dump it off here to Jalen Warren. as a guy that has that breakout ability uh, to rack up the yards, uh, at least through the air. So... Jalen Warren, 25 plus receiving yards, plus 135. And if you want to put a little bit down, some pizza money on 40 plus at plus 350 uh, for Jalen Warren, I'll take that as my dog. Uh, for the tease here, Scott, we can do a 6.2 team tease, or I think we tease the Steelers up to plus seven and a half. And then where do you want to go with the other one? 
I'm trying to think if you want to tease. I mean, the Broncos game, they could get killed. It wouldn't shock me. Do you want to tease the under in the Vikings game? Yeah, I can get behind that. I I think, yeah, I don't think Nick Mullins and that offense are going to be able to put up a lot of points in this game. So we can tease up or, yeah, tease a total to 46 and a half for the Bengals and the Vikings game. So, yeah, I like that. All right, so we'll do Steelers plus the seven and a half. Uh, against the Colts, and then we'll tease the total in the Vikings and the Bengals game uh, up to 46 and a half and take the under there. So there's our tease for the Saturday games, and then we'll put together our prize picks entry uh, for the action here. Um, again, go to prizepicks.com. Make sure to use that promo code SGP, and you'll get a first deposit bonus of up to $100. Uh, using that promo code SGPN. All right, Scott. Uh, let's see. Where do you want to start here for our entry? Um, you want to start off with Najee, or you want to start off with something else? Yeah, we can start with Najee. You want to look at his uh, rushing yards? Sure. That number is at fifty-one and a half for Najee. So yeah, let's go there. I definitely think he'll get the attempts. Yeah. Uh, uh, as well. And again, like I mentioned, the Colts have not been very good since week 10 on the ground here. So we'll go Najee more than 51 and a half rushing yards. Uh, where else do you want to go? Do you want like Minshew interception or no? Uh, you want to go? Yeah, let's see if it's listed. Uh, they don't have That's Minshew. Curious. They only have Jake Browning there. Okay. Um, um, trying to think what else we wanted. I mean, you mentioned Warren. Do you want to go Warren receiving yards? Yeah, let's see. Uh, either we can go Warren or Hawkinson um, receiving. Your, I think I really do like Warren in this game. Let me see if they have him listed here. Let me just search for it. No, they don't have Warren listed. Let's. Go, I, I I think I I think Hawkinson. It's either Hawkinson or Laporta for me. I'll let you choose. We'll go Hawkinson. All right, let's go Hawkinson. Um, so we'll go. Why is this? All right, we'll go. Th- All right, we'll go Hawkinson. And then you mentioned a kicker that you liked. Uh, I mentioned Watts. Lutz. Yeah, he's at one and a half. I mean, I do like it. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't hate it. Yeah, why not? Uh, the kicker props have done well in the entries I've done with Terrell. All right, we'll do that. All right. So we'll go with three uh, pick entry for the saturday game so all right we'll go will lutz kicker for the denver broncos more than one and a half field goals made tj hawkinson's at 39 and a half on price picks uh so we'll go more than uh 39 receiving yards for tj hawkinson and then Najee harris running back for the pittsburgh steelers will go more than 51 and a half rushing yards there that hundred dollar entry will get you on the power play three for three Four hundred dollars uh, in return. So again, go to PrizePicks.com. Use that promo code SGPN. You'll get a um, first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars, courtesy of PrizePicks, but only if you use that promo code SGPN. All right, that is going to do it for this uh, edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast special episode for the Saturday games. Uh, three games on the schedule on Saturday. Hopefully, we found some winners here for you guys. Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, not really. Uh, I'll be on the NBA show tomorrow. And, yeah, good luck to everybody with their Saturday bets on the NFL. Yeah. Another uh, NFL week winding down here. NFL week 15 and ever so closer to the 
playoffs and a lot still to determine these uh, all three teams or all three games i should say on saturday have playoff implications so i uh, expect some competitive football other than what the clunker that we've got on thursday night football where the raiders have put up 56 points against the la that was before the fourth quarter started by the way <laughs> Oh boy, especially a team that scored what uh, a goose egg last week uh, yep. in the Raiders. So, uh, boy, that just tells you where the uh, where the Chargers are at this point. All right, guys, good luck with your bets this weekend. Uh, let's break these books off and let it ride.